Hi, I'm Daniel Fuller from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily community meditation, where today we're talking about the best and most beautiful land. We're going to be taking a look at a passage of scripture in Jeremiah that talks about God giving the people the best and most beautiful land that there was in the whole world. And in Ezekiel chapter 20, it says that God searched out this land just for the people. And so this year, in the year of 2022, the word that I felt like I got from God for this year for our program, The Abundant Life Blueprint, was 2022, the year of the beautiful land. And I feel like God, something he's adding on to this is the year of the best and most beautiful land. You'll see some versions of these scriptures we're going to look at today. Describe it as the most beautiful land. Some versions describe it as pleasant or beautiful or glorious or the best or the best. And I've lately been thinking about this concept. Actually, I've been thinking about it. It sounds kind of weird, but while I've been working out, We've got our daily communion workouts, and we've talked about one of the short shortcuts to seeing God's grace flow in the workouts is doing it beautifully, executing your reps with beauty. And one of the concepts I feel like he's been showing me to incorporate into this is not only doing it beautifully, but doing it with your best, doing it with all, doing it with all your heart, not just checking the box and going through the motions, but doing it with all your heart, the best and most beautiful land. So we're going to be taking communion over this today. Asking God for help to just give us wisdom and insight and understanding. And what he wants to do for us. We're going to see here in the scripture today. It says that God desires to do this for us. He says, how gladly would I do this for you? And asking for his help to receive this from him. But you might be asking, why are we taking communion every day? Every day? Why every day? Well, I would have thought that was weird a while back as well. About 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. Was doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. And one day, a, a challenge to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day just changed the course of my whole life. One day, Proverbs 13.22 just seemed to jump off the page of me. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse inspired me to start creating manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life to pass on to future generations one day. But really, when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began seeking after God, began pressing into him. And he taught me this whole new way to live. This completely different way to operate my life. Where we make him the source and the center of everything. We learn to rest and trust in him, allow him to do the work through us. To allow him to bring this best and beautiful solutions into our life. Now, learning a new way to live wasn't always easy all the time. I went through some struggles. Learning how to walk this out. And I just began to document what I was going through, the things that he was teaching me. And it turned into a series of books and courses and now partners that we have called the Abundant Life Blueprint. You see a picture of it here. But out of everything we do in the Abundant Life Blueprint, I do believe the most important lesson I would want to pass on is daily communion. Daily communion is what I call the number one table turner for all of life. Has the ability to turn the tables, to create a turning point in our life and change the trajectory of our lives going forward. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. Just taking a few moments to remember him. To make his sacrifice real and active and relevant in our lives today. Helps us to abide in him. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty six. Says that every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus. 
In the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation that sets in motion all of the benefits of this new covenant. But it's also important we take it the right way. How we take it matters. We're not just doing it to check a box. We're truly doing it to truly honor God, to connect with him. And this month, we're specifically focusing on connection in the month of August, bringing just awe and reverence into our time of connection with God, honoring the sacrifice of Jesus and what his sacrifice means for us today. Now, the way we do this, these daily communions, we've got a little bit of a process we use. We start with about a two-minute long prayer that's mostly scripture, coming from Ephesians chapter 1 and the prayer of Jabez found in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. And then after our prayer, we take a few minutes to examine ourselves. Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick, and they die early because they don't examine or judge themselves before taking communion. And then after that, after our time of communion, we take a few minutes to talk about some practical health and fitness tips. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to walk this out. It's meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening their families, all those connected to them and our church and governmental leaders. I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. I keep asking that you, the father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe, the same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us and to make your face shine upon us. Let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace, your love and your goodness, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today. And help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes. And do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? And how are we going to do that? We're going to get connected to the master. We're going to bring our relationship with God down into today. To impact every area of today. And masters of anything are simply masters of the fundamentals. And that's where we talk about executing these four fundamentals. And bringing some presence and some fun into them today. But before we go through the fundamentals, let's remember God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there were some steps and some stages along the way. Didn't all just happen in one day. And in a similar way, for us to step into the promises and the inheritance that God has for us in Christ, 
I think there's some steps, there's some stages along the way. I think it starts with us believing God's got something better for our life. And then being willing to move forward with his plan, learning to put off our old ways, learning how to walk in faith and trust and humility and love, learning to rest in him. And that's where these four fundamentals come in, I believe. So our first one, we got to get positioned in the light today. When we're in the light, we're walking in faith. We're walking in love. We're staying humble because God gives grace to the humble. And to make it all very simple, I think the easiest way is to stay in position all day long today. Be thankful. Just stay positioned in gratitude, thanksgiving all day long. Because when we step out of gratitude, often we step out of faith. We step out of love. We get into entitlement or envious of other people. Stay positioned in just thankfulness all day long. That's our first fundamental. Just stay positioned in thankfulness all day long today. And then our second fundamental is to magnify the light. To magnify the light. Just make it very simple. What are you focused on today? Because the more we magnify things, the more they grow on the inside. And the more we magnify the light, the more it expands our capacity to receive everything God put in the light for us. When we step into the light, God has taken everything that he has and he put it all in the light in Christ. And we get access to all those good things today. His spirit, power, presence, his peace and joy, his love, his mind and wisdom, health and energy. It's all available to be received and flow through us today. So our first step is to get in position. Just be thankful. Get in position. Get into faith. Get into love. Get into forgiveness. And let's start to magnify the light. To magnify the light. Again, very simple. What are you focused on? What are you meditating on? What are you rolling over and over in your mind? I like to think of it as two baskets. we got two options. We can fill up the basket full of all the issues and problems that we face. Venting, complaining, pouting, rolling those problems over and over in our mind, magnifying the size of the problem. Or we can magnify the light. We can magnify God, magnify who he is, magnify all that he's done for us in our life. Fill up that basket of praise. Magnify all that he's done for us in Christ. Which basket are we going to fill up? Which one are we going to focus on today? Because the more we magnify it, the more it's going to grow bigger within us. That's where we have to learn to recognize the symptoms. Because when we're out of position or magnifying the wrong things, it's going to produce some symptoms in our life. If you're out of position or magnifying the wrong thing, you might find yourself retaliating at people or snapping at people. You have this heaviness and weight and pressure on the inside. You have fear and stress and worry. But when we take our position in the light, there's rest in our soul. We have fellowship with God, fellowship with people. His peace and his joy and his love and all those good things begin to flow. And when we rest, God goes to work. And everything is free and easy and energizing because he's doing the work. And that's where we have to learn to recognize the symptoms and turn it back around quickly if we ever get off track. Because sometimes we miss it. Sometimes we get off track. And it's a skill set we develop to turn it back around quickly, get back in position again. How do we do it? I think it starts with recognizing the symptoms. And then we humble ourselves. Father, forgive me. I've missed it. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves. Walk in forgiveness with other people and we start praising and magnifying him for his grace and his goodness. Get right back in position again. And then our third fundamental. We're going to stay tuned in today. Every day, God's trying to lead us and guide us to this best and most beautiful land. We've got to stay tuned into him. My favorite way to do this is with a journal before bed. 
And I like to start at the top with what I call some filters. These filters are just short phrases, statements that I keep rewriting every night before bed as a way to help me stay in rhythm with God, keep me focused on the big picture of where he's leading me. So I like to start at the top, at the big, very top. What's the big picture vision I feel like God's leading me to? For me personally, in my life, that's Abundant Life Training Centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. And then I want to bring it down into this year. What's the word or the vision or direction he gave me for this year? This year, 2022, the year of the beautiful land. And now I would say the year of the best and most beautiful land. And he's starting to give me some insights into this beautiful land, just this rich inheritance that he has for us in Christ and teaching us how to hold fast to it. And then I want to bring it down into this month. This month, we're working on connection, connecting with God, our purpose, our loved ones, our community. And specifically this week, we're working on becoming a connector, connecting with our community, connecting with the people around us, looking for opportunities to be a blessing to them and stay connected to them. And then I want to bring it down all the way down into today. I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise and then to magnify. What went well today? What are all the things that went well today? What are all the ways I saw God showing up today? And then I like to reflect back on the day. All right, God, what were you trying to show me today? Just get still and listen. Think back on what I learned throughout the day. Things that kept coming into my mind. Just begin to write those things down. And then our fourth fundamental, I like to plan out the upcoming day with God. And I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? And that becomes the plan for the day. Because I learned sometimes I was getting out ahead of God, toiling away in my mind, trying to figure everything out, trying to force things to happen. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. So I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? That becomes the plan for the day. And then we get the day started right. We wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day. And we remember this very important principle that the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. And as I began to learn about this, I felt like God was saying we could model him. We could imitate him. With the first words we see him speak in the Bible, let there be light. So now those are the first words out of my mouth in the morning, let there be light. And it's amazing how such a simple little thing brings a different energy into the day. And then we get connected with him. We start walking out that plan together with him. In full confidence in him, he's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, with all the doubt and unbelief removed, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives and bring these beautiful solutions into our life. Things that we can never make happen on our own. They are seamless, perfect, beautiful fit. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and just begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our life. Let's take a look at the scripture today. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 19. This is God speaking. He says, How gladly would I treat you like my children and give you a pleasant land. Some versions say the best land, the best and the most beautiful inheritance of any nation. I thought you would call me father and not turn away from following me. How gladly would I treat you like my children? What does he do for his children? To give you the pleasant, the best, and the most beautiful inheritance of any nation. This is God's heart. If you look in uh, Ezekiel chapter 20, you'll see where God says, I searched out, I searched all over the world. I found the best, the most beautiful land in the whole world. I found it just for you. 
So Heavenly Father, we're just so thankful that this is your desire to do good for us, that you are a good father, a great father. And you have this amazing inheritance for us. I'm asking you to teach us all that you prepared for us. Help us understand it, know it, and to receive it, and to walk in it, and to hold fast to it. Because it is the best, it is the most beautiful. I thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take a moment to remember. God sent us his one and only son to die for our sins. We'd all missed it, and he laid upon him the sins and the iniquities of us all. And by his stripes, we've been healed. And if he would do that, how would he not graciously and freely give us all things richly to enjoy, including this best and most beautiful inheritance? And then God raised him up from the dead, seated him in heavenly places, and he raised us up together with him, seated us in heavenly places with him made us one with him, made us right and holy and perfect all through his one sacrifice. So, Father, I thank you for this bread and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light. Into the kingdom of Jesus. And he's a great king. He makes his people great. His blood washes us and cleanses us, makes us new. Gives us this new covenant with God. This blood sworn oath. That God is with us and for us. He's working for our good. He's got this best, pleasant, most beautiful land for us. And he gladly wants to give it to us as his children. So Father, we thank you for this cup. And I ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. All right. So like I said, I've been thinking about this concept. It just keeps coming to mind when I'm doing my workouts. We've talked about make every rep beautiful. And something I want to throw into this today, something to start thinking about. Make it your best. Give it your all. Give it your heart. Make it your best. How can you combine the two? Make it a beautiful repetition, but also doing your best. What's the best you can do and still make it beautiful? Let's combine them together. Start thinking about this concept. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.